For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Offer It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. Folks, I am so jazzed today. We are speaking with a true artist. He is someone that I met who listened to my podcast. I was blown away when he called and said he listened to my podcast. And we did a little bit of work together and um, he introduced me to his work and I was like, wow, because uh, he does creative work on print. You know, he's a fine artist. He also works with clothing and he can create clothing that will heal you while you wear it. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a bit, but um, this gentleman and his name is uh, Taylor Bryant and you could check him out at his website, Tete Pierre. Uh, it's a lot of healing going on there. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's been holding you back. But you guys know I always ask, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. Excuse me. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I'm the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, that's moniquechapman.com, and I invite you to like and follow me on Facebook and LinkedIn. We don't do that X thing, so don't even bother. 
Okay, my guest today, Taylor Bryan, is a multidisciplinary creative from Dallas, Texas. He is trained in traditional printmaking and bookmaking techniques. Taylor's educational background includes a Bachelor of Fine Arts from the University of Texas at Austin. He has worked in many professional art studios focused on mediums such as mosaics, mural painting, glassworking, and public works. Currently, Taylor lives and works out of Southern California, and he produces fine art and clothing. And again, you can check him out at his website, and that's taytaypierre.com, T-A-Y-T-A-Y-P-I-E-R-R-E.com. Welcome, Taylor. Hey, thanks, Monique. Hey, it's so great to have you, because I said you you called, and, and I'm like, how did you hear about me? And you said, I listened to your podcast, and you remember my reaction? I was completely freaked out and blown away. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You're such a talented young man. I really appreciate the fact that you picked up the phone and called, and we had the uh, opportunity to meet. So why don't we fill the audience in a little bit about your um, general background, like where you're from, were you artistic as a kid, or was it something you learned later? Give us a little capsule version version of uh taylor so i'm originally from dallas texas and uh you know my family's from all over mostly like texas and new york and uh yeah i was creative as a kid but really uh coming into being a visual creative that happened more so when i was in like my early 20s uh i did all different kinds of like creative things as a kid but i didn't really consider myself an artist i think um i was going through like a rough patch in my early 20s and I really turned to art to sort of like help me heal and like get through that period. And then because my mother and my stepfather are both artists, I sort of looked at it differently. And I was like, well, I have all this training that I didn't realize I had in terms of uh, an aesthetic eye and just certain kinds of standards. So when I started making visual art, uh, I sort of tapped into like another part of myself and um, then I realized, like, I wanted to develop it. So, uh, yeah, I just sort of got into making visual art as a way to, like, mm -hmm. help myself move through, like, a rough season. Okay, so. so you were healing yourself way back when. I don't know if you were conscious that it was healing, but at least it made you feel better. So you knew to go down that path when things yeah. were kind of upside down. And when you went to school, did they teach anything regarding, I know they taught all the basics of art and all of that, but did they bring mm -hmm. the consciousness of what art can do for people? Or was it that just outside of the scope of the uh, class? I think that was outside the scope of the class, but I think it's something that sort of struck me. Um, I've always been interested in history, but I feel mm -hmm. like history is very like, you know, it changes depending on the times. And uh, what I noticed with art, like it was definitely, um, it indicated like humanity's level of consciousness or intelligence um, based on what kind of art you could see. Uh, studying art history, like I just realized like you needed to have certain kinds of uh, tools or perspective to really be able to create like pieces from like the Hellenistic era with their proportions or um, certain kinds of paints during like the Renaissance or late Renaissance is just super fascinating. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Wow. Um, I love your enthusiasm behind all that you have <laughs> to say. So okay, so you've got this art thing going on and it, it's making you yeah. feel better. So, you know, it's going to make other people feel better. How does looking at art itself, whether it's clothing, a painting, a mural, how does that consciousness come into our body and how does it heal? What are your thoughts about that? Um, so I think, um, in terms of relating consciousness to consciousness or like information from person to person, uh, the right idea really struck me when I got into printmaking and mm -hmm. understanding the history of printmaking and, uh, you know, the Gutenberg Bible and how those were the first books to be mass printed and just like how ideas traveled from person to person i think mm -hmm. the same thing happens in art i'm really interested in uh textiles from ghana and mm. they believe that um they could code information into the weaving um so how they weaved their uh, textiles and the colors that they used and the patterns was uh meant to signify certain kinds of messages and when I learned that and, you know, just sort of like realizing, I think that translates to all media, um, a sculpture, a painting, uh, poems that are sort of vague, uh, the underlying undercurrents and the intentions and information gets passed from person to person, whether it be conscious or unconscious. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And sometimes I think there's really powerful stuff in that, like, um, and I also think it depends on uh, where you're at and your level of perception sometimes, because it's like you can come back to pieces and um, uncover new layers. And I think oh. that's beautiful, you know? Um, yeah, it is. And, you know, I hadn't really thought about that because I have um, limited art hanging up in my home office and mm -hmm. look at it. Sometimes I do get, you know, like a different vibe from it. Like I can look at, you know, I've got like, six ladies here on the beach walking oh. into the water and you look at it one day and it's one thing and you look at the other day it's like oh the suffering because they got heavy packages on their head you know mm. or you look at it again and it's like grounded and healing because this is where we came from so mm. it's wonderful how the energy just kind of um intertwines there now i I call you, you call yourself an artist, but I call you a boutique fashion designer with a twist. And the twist is yeah. that you can take art on, excuse me, many different levels and actually apply it to people. You have this intuitive knack, if you will, to listen to someone talk and be able to come up with a piece, whether it's clothing, fine art, poster whatever to yeah. help them how does that come about because i mean you know you don't know these people but you can tune right in yeah um i think part of it is uh like i i'm very interested in like frequency and vibration and mm -hmm. i feel like i've always been intuitive and had a layer of empathy mm -hmm. uh and I think from being able to observe uh, as a kid, like I was able to deduce things. Um, and then as I got older, I was able to feel into things and uh, just building upon observation and feeling into things 
Um, I think I reached a point where I was able to have discussions with people and pick up little things and then be able to sort of feel into uh, what would be the best way to proceed in terms of making a piece for them or doing creative services for them. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people, and I also think just working in different studios in relationship to, because I feel, excuse me, <laughs> I'm getting excited. Uh, it's okay. I feel like when you work with people as a creative uh, professionally, mm -hmm. Uh, providing service sometimes they don't have the language to describe what they want mm -hmm. um so you have to sort of meet them um where they're at and then be able to take them where they want to go um and i think just being able to combine that with uh my other intuitive faculties has led me to a specific place Interesting, because it sounds like you do what I do. You just do it with color and clothes and other mediums where I just talk. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you give someone like a, a focal point, if you will, <clears throat> excuse me, to focus on and then move forward. So why is wearing clothes, because we need them because they won't let us go nude, at least not yet. Um, why <laughs> is choosing your color of clothes so important, especially if you're working through something, you know, because I know that if I'm having a down day and yeah. we all have them folks, and if I put on yellow or gold or red, I instantly feel better. And if mm -hmm. I want to keep my pity party going, I put on a darker color, like a brown. So why is it so important? How, how do we navigate that, the colors and our health? Um, well, like I'm a big proponent of uh, color therapy. Um, mm -hmm. And um, I feel like in... A lot of the environments I've lived, there have been a lot of uh, dominant colors. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really enjoy clothing as communication and like clothing as expression and clothing as um, a means to elevate your mood or keep a certain kind of mood going. Mm -hmm. um, because when I was younger, I didn't really have a lot of clothes or actually like I had a period where I got like really cool clothes and mm -hmm. then like, <laughs> you know, as I got older, like I couldn't afford clothes. And then when it got to the space where it's like, I was very particular about things and I liked finding unique pieces. And then it got to another point where I felt like everything was the same. So I wanted to take on making my own clothes. Because um, mm -hmm. I really enjoy color. And I feel like um, currently a lot of people are really into the earth tones and mm -hmm. like monochromatic colors. Uh, but I just, I feel like there's so much richness in uh, clothing from other cu cultures. And I don't want to just go down a lane where some of uh, that vibrancy, some of that culture doesn't get um, appreciated in mainstream American culture, so. Mm, okay, uh, yeah. well, you know, that that's really interesting because um, my um, 
son that, you know, we've talked um, during the years. And my yeah. son, that's the same age as you, is getting married. And he's marrying an Indian girl. So I get to play with Indian fabrics and all. Yeah. And, you know, when you put it on, it's a different feel. It's a different yes. feel between the Indian clothes, the African clothes, and American clothes. I mean, it's when I put on African-based clothes, it's like I'm grounded. You know, mm. like the energy goes to my first chakra and I'm grounded to earth. And the Indian clothes a little bit foreign for me. So it, it's like I get like these waves of, well, I feel good. I'm content, but not quite myself because it doesn't, I haven't fully integrated that into my system. So mm. talk to us about how, because um, you said that you um, really like the Ghanaian, I believe, Um Prince. So yeah, how yes. can even if you are not Ghanaian or have any interest really in the Ghanaians as a people, mm. how can we utilize a swatch or a piece of clothing from them to help us feel a whole lot better? Mm. I think it's interesting how you're talking about how the African style clothing make you feel one way and the Indian um, style clothing make you feel a different way. Um, mm -hmm. When I first started making clothes, um, I could notice the energy in the clothes that I was making. And uh, the goal was ultimately to have people feel great in the clothes. So, you know, putting good energy into the clothes, um, just like cooking. And... Mm. Um, sometimes it would, you know, freak me out if like I was in like a weird space and I made some clothes, like I didn't know whether or not to put that out there, but then also seeing that sometimes that serves a purpose too, you know, it's like, if it it's a mood, like someone's really attracted to that, that, um, they vibrate with that. They resonate with that. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> you're talking about, you know, something that maybe out of your culture, but you're attracted to it. Like, um, I'm of mixed race and I've always been attracted to uh, African cultures. And oh, nice. um, when I was researching, you know, African prints, I found out that a lot of them are made in, um, made by the Dutch. So, huh. um, you know, there's sort of like a, interesting connection there because it's like here's something that's typically associated with a country but it's not necessarily produced in that country in the country yeah yeah huh. and um i think it all comes down to what you personally resonate with you know it's like um and trying different stuff out um i think there's a lot of uh stuff that people try in order to, you know, sort of get like social media cloud or things like that. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, I'm more interested in uh, long-term pieces, like something that you want to keep in your closet for a while. So it's like, you know, let all that go <laughs> um, because <laughs> it won't stay, you know, it's like, uh -huh. uh, so I think, trying things out, seeing how they feel, seeing how your body responds to it. Um, mm. And I feel like when you start learning about one thing, it just leads to another. Like, 
it creates like a, a connection, almost like um, a node point that leads to another point. Mm-hmm. And um, let's, let's see, like for me, like learning about um, patterns from uh, Ghana sort of led to other, uh, like, I would say it started going into West African stuff and then South African stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that led to some foreign things because of occupation. Mm-hmm. And um, it's when you really start researching how clothing is made in the world, it's very fascinating. Um, yeah, I could talk about it for a long time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um been talking about it for a long time. How can creative works bring um, a community together and improve environments? I mean, we're living in like, I think it's hell right now, all over the world, wars, this, that, and the other, nothing seems to be happy. How can um, our clothing help us not feel that energy so heavily? Uh, I think, you know, sometimes it can provide a sense of like exuberance or vitality. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like in a grim situation or even just like um, let's say you're in an environment that uh, doesn't resonate with your inner world and I mm-hmm. think clothing can be an avenue to enrich your day-to-day in maybe like a space where you're not feeling comfortable to be fully yourself Mm-hmm. Um, I notice like all the little things matter. So like little touches add up to really increase a mood um, or increase the experience of life. And um, not only do I think that clothing can like contribute, but I think art, um, you know, I've gone through many different environments um, mm-hmm. and uh um, where I'm at right now in my life, I'm really about enjoying life because I think it's like a gift and it's uh, precious. And it also mm-hmm. also depends like how you um, perceive it, you know, like what your perception is. And I'm coming to realize there's like almost an infinite number of perceptions about how you can perceive life. And, you know, you can change the dial and choose like how you want to see things and i think life is really beautiful um and i like the idea of beautifying environments and creating mm. spaces where um individuals can feel themselves mm-hmm. um, and also like individuals can come together as individuals and have community and feel you know appreciated and a sense of connection and in my experience of working on public projects or projects for um i guess you could say certain communities or like Mm -hmm. schools or things like that Mm -hmm. um it's really great to see like people come together in enjoyment of like doing creative work um it typically seems like everybody's like having a good time like cracking jokes and stuff like that and it's just i really like that energy and i really enjoy seeing people in that energy and um 
I think a lot of people don't see themselves as creative, but I think everybody is creative. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it can be applied in all these different ways. Um, uh-huh. And I think seeing people access their creativity and then recognize themselves as creatives um, is a certain kind of power and like a certain kind of freedom. And um, when I start seeing people apply that to their environments and their lives and their clothing, like I think it's really beautiful because it's just almost like um, like seeing a bird fly or something like that, you know, it's like mm-hmm. uh, a certain kind of freedom. And um, I think that uh, since like people are like community creatures, um, when others are creative and they're doing it in tandem with other people, like the capacity expands and things just get better and better in a certain regard. Like I'm always surprised and amazed at like things I never could have thought of. Um, but seeing other people bring it to, uh, you know, the global culture mm-hmm. is really interesting or even like the culture on a community level. Um, so I think, you know, creativity and like clothing, um, I think it's best as a uh, communal uh, activity. I think um, some of the best clothes come out of like a group of people working together to make it. And um, because of my printmaking background, like I'm really interested in um, how they used to use print to create clothing. And they used to um, have lino parties where they would carve out um, patterns and then like, they would stamp their own fabric and create print repeats and like, just, Uh you know, eat food and drink wine. And it seems like, (laughs) (laughs) it seems like a good time. And like, I just like that idea of getting together and making stuff. And um, I think it's healthy. I think it's, I think creativity is healthy for communities. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, I chuckled when you said that because folks, um, Taylor's in the process of creating a piece for me. And I'm like, okay, do you want a top, a bottom? What it is it that you want? And he goes, whatever you want to send me, because I want you to keep this in your closet for years and years to come and enjoy it. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then it's like, well, what are you going to put on it? He goes, well, I'll think about that. And of course, approve it, you know, proof it with you beforehand. But this man can just tune into who I am at a core level. And it is almost inexplicable. Um, a little frightening too, because <laughs> he can see my soul, but it, um, it's, it's just inexplicable how he works. So Taylor, when we go to your website, taytaypierre.com, you have numerous mm-hmm. examples up there. Um, as you are creating something for me that is going to be special, how do you work with others? Can they just buy product that they see on your website or do they place an order? Give us your process of the clothing and your art. Yeah, so um, when you go to my website, you can totally buy pieces that are Mm -hmm. pre-made. I'm in the process of learning more about screen printing. So um when i make graphic tees sometimes i'll put up pre-orders and Mm -hmm. people can buy uh pre-orders that way 
Um, mm-hmm. And I also do commission pieces. So you can email me or um, we can set up a time to talk. And when I do commissions, especially regarding clothing, um, I like to communicate and get a feel for where the person's at, um, what kind of colors they like, and uh, what they're generally attracted to. So I can create um, pieces or a piece based on, you know, things that they love, basically. Okay. Uh, Is there a such thing as a negative color? I don't think that there is. Okay. Um, um, I, a lot a lot of people will say like black and dark browns and dark purples are just like this. I think that there are positive and negative qualities to all colors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Um and um people they can order right from your website if they want, or do they have to contact you? How does that work? Uh, they can order right from my website. There's a um, about tab on my website where you can send an email. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a email, which is uh, taytaypierre at gmail.com that people can email. Okay. And that's T-A-Y, folks. Just, you know, T-A-Y, T-A-Y. And, and just you, in case you uh, want to contact him like today. Uh, Taylor, I've enjoyed our time together. As I said, you're working on a piece for me and I I know I'm going to love it. And I will actually share that online once it's done. But folks, go to take takepierre.com and check out his work. You know, um, he's his own little Picasso, the way I put it. And uh, his pieces are quite unique. And the energy that is given in those pieces, his pieces are created with love. Okay. And I mean, you can tell it. And if he creates something that he wasn't such in love energy at the time, that shows too. But those days are gone and he's just creating with love. And I absolutely positively love it. So um, Taylor, could you give us a pearl of wisdom regarding art, clothes, color, however, whatever you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, I think art, is precious like uh i think it's important to um humanity i think it is like the real uh indicator of where we've been and where we can go um and i think anybody can be a creative um and i think Art can be used for many different things, and uh, I think it can be used for healing to love. Wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sharing that. And Taylor, thank you for uh, sharing your time this morning. I greatly appreciate it. And I know that you're welcome, and I know the audience does too. And everyone, please remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider the... Uh, making the masterful choice of wearing wearable healing art. Abundant blessings, light and love to all. Agape. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. 
Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.